Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. I love it when I get to meet new people, but most importantly, I love it when I don't really meet the person, but I meet people who think that person is really freaking cool. We were at a conference and a PR firm that we work with was just like, listen, there's something about the philosophy of this company where they look at the humanness of being a financial advisor and they know that you have to take that humanness and distill it somehow into a digital component. I'm like, ha that's what we do. So I can't wait to find out more about what Mary Ellen Dugan does. She's the CMO of InvestNet. Mary Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt. I tell you, I am going to say to my 17-year-old that I was cool on a podcast today. So um, I'm going to take that to heart. But all kidding aside, thanks so much for having me have, uh, today. Excited. Absolutely. Well, first off, I've got twin 19-year-old boys. I've never been cool. Uh, we, we, you know, <laughs> I try to do it. It's, it's just never going to happen. Uh, but when somebody else does call your parent cool, then there's a little bit more clout with it. But I do think what you do is cool. I love this. You have a conference that's coming up. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But most importantly, people don't really care about what's in your brain until they know what's in your heart and who you are. So how did you become the CMO of a humongous, uh, what, what is it? There was a couple of numbers here. Uh, $5.4 trillion in assets with over 108,000 advisors. You are the CMO of this. That's uh, pretty freaking cool. So uh, tell us about your journey, if you don't mind. I love that. And thank you so much. I feel really, really lucky to be at InvestNet. And at this point, it's about, been around about 20 years. It's a fantastic company. And I feel like my job is to build on uh, the brand and the, the marketing they have in place. And so that's an exciting journey. You know, how, how I got there is, um, you know, at the core, while InvestNet works so closely with that 108,000 advisors, we also work with retail banks, uh, fintechs, et cetera. You can look, think of us as a technology company across the whole wealth space. And I really had built my career um, really working for technology companies, um, ranging from the, the size of Adele technology to Indeed.com. If you're looking for a job, people know that. I worked for a scale-up WP engine. And so I really have run the gamut of, you know, starting at a company that's 50 million in revenue and growing it to, um, you know, hundreds of millions to billion dollars. So this opportunity investment was just one that I was so, so lucky to be contacted. And really the, as I said, it's about building on this and how do you use marketing to be an accelerant and to really be a partner in the growth of the business. So I was really, really impressed with Bill Krager, our CEO, and some of the vision he had put out there about the intelligent financial life, which we'll talk more about. And so I've been here about a year and it's just, uh, we're just getting started. It's amazing. What did you see when you were doing major marketing components from those other organizations that seemed to be things that you wish the advisor on Main Street might want to implement? Yeah, I think in general, you know, I look at no matter what size company you are, whether you're running your own advisory service or you're working for a big company, 
you're really doing at the core, you really have to understand what your value proposition is that you're you're delivering to the market. That's no different than us at InvestNet or an advisor um, who's targeting whatever city they might be in or geographical. I think the difference that um, advisors are seeing now, as well as companies, is the role of performance marketing. And that might just be a fancy word, but essentially that's how are we using the digital uh, footprint and marketing? How is social? I know you're you're uh, very steeped in knowledge, but you know the game has changed in how we deliver and get in front of our customers. And I think that's really where marketing has. Uh, you hear a lot of talked about over the last you know five ten years of how do we use digital? How do we really get ahead of this and really be very targeted um, in our approach? And then I think um, and so I've had to do that a lot across different companies. That value proposition. How do you deliver that? And then at the end of the day, um, for me, you're really trying to be the brand of choice. If people only have one option of who to go to, whether it's a consumer product or a B2B product or what advisor you're going to use, what you're trying to do is to convince them that they're the place, that you're the best um, for them and a hero. And I, I think those tenants really um, stand, as I said, big, big company, small company, et cetera. But how do you do that? I mean, you just opened a can of worms there, Marielle, and we're going to dive in, right? So how do you communicate that value prop? What do you guys know is working? How do you help them with that? Uh, break that down a little bit more, please. Yeah, I think um, for me, it always starts with the business. And if you look at my, I call it my tweeter, Twitter, um, or LinkedIn or whatever, you'll see that I talk about brand equals business. For me, the brand is your your company in this case, you know? And so you got to start with, what are our business objectives? What are we trying to do? Um, is it growth? Is it we want new acquisition? We're trying to grow more with existing uh, customers or clients. It all starts there and being really um, intentional because I think one thing marketing gets into is we try to we try to be friends to everybody and we really just can't. We really have to be focused on what's driving my business and what is the most compelling. So for me. Um, I, when I come into an organization and did this at InvestNet, you know, we're at, um, we've said on our investor day, et cetera, we have three accelerants to our business. It's expanding more of a addressable market. That's how do we better serve the people that are already with us? What are the solutions, et cetera? We talk about opening up the ecosystem for um, new verticals, new things that are kind of come in on the digital, um, embedded finance, things like new things that are on the horizon. And then the third one is modernizing uh, the digital experience. So that's uh, the portal and the offerings that we have in the platform for our advisors in, in this particular case. I look at those as business. They inf include every single group at the company. And what's the role that marketing plays in each of those? So I always start there. I always tell people, what are the business objectives? And then figure out what's the role that marketing plays. From there, then we talk about all the fun stuff, right? What are the programs we're going to do? What are the campaigns we're going to do to meet, the, meet those objectives? And then you're really looking at, do I have the right skill set, the right partners, be it an agency or a creative arm of, of your uh, marketing team, so that you can create programs that ladder up to those marketing objectives, that ladder up to the business. And you're just peeling the onion. You're taking it one step at a time and making sure at the end of the day you have metrics or sometimes we say KPIs that um, are there. Hey, it's Matt here jumping in real quick because I want to ask you, when is the last time you invested in your marketing team's professional development? Do they have the right skills to help you get in front of your ideal prospects 
and turn clients into fans. If you're not sure when the last time you did that was, please have them go to the Pod Rocket Academy and join the free level because these people who are going to teach you have been doing it for 20 years. So to get that free beginner membership, go to proudmouth.com forward slash episode 361. I might take this in a little different direction than you might have intended or that we intended when we started the show. But you just said something with those three components. And the first component was, how are you going to utilize your marketing and or technology, your brand, your value proposition to really focus to your existing client base? Why in this, I might not be asking the right question here, but let me rephrase the question. Do you think that there's a level of resistance from advisors to market into their existing book of business because they always seem to be so outwardly focused? I would I would go back and just think of us all as humans, right? We tend to know a product, a solution, an advisor, or whatnot as when you met them, right? So if you met them five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever – it's kind of like, uh, it's human nature is we kind of put people in boxes of what we knew at that time. And everybody's business has grown. You have new solutions, new offerings. And so the reason that you're needing to constantly being in front of people and almost reintroducing yourself is because they may not know you even offer that. And so I think that's the most important thing of um, when you have your existing base, they are loyal, they know you, they like you. They are excited to learn about new things. Here at the company, I talk about, um, I don't own a Tesla, but I hear if you own a Tesla, you go in and you turn it on in your garage or wherever, and it tells you how it updated last night. As a car owner, I might think, wow, my thing is just getting better and better each time. I think that's just a, a, an example of when you're in front of your existing clients and telling them things, you're just getting better and better and they're loyal, even more loyal to you. So that's how I look at it. Um, it's so much easier to explain your new things to people that know you than starting to start from scratch with all new. You got to do both, but boy, they are an important audience. Well, and if they become raving fans of yours, they become your sales force, which exponentially increases your opportunity to, to do that. You know, Let's talk about frequency, because this is one of the things that we talk a lot about with our service. Uh, we run two podcasts a month for most of our clients. Um, some do four, some do one, but a majority do two because we have the social media package that wraps around it to keep you kind of ever present and omnipresent. And, and Mary Ellen, I'll get people often who will say to me, well, I'm posting too much. Um, let's talk about the media. So what audio, video, text, let's talk about the mediums, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, email, phones, whatever. What are you guys finding is working? Uh, and really mostly more from just your raw experience being in the marketing world. Yeah, I think that, um, and it's interesting because COVID has changed everything, right? In the last two years, we've all, um, how we consume the digital world and the digital landscape has probably even accelerated either even further. Um, my philosophy and, and one thing certainly that we do at InvestNet and we think about a campaign is it's not just one way that somebody interacts with you, right? Some people are verbal. They want to listen to a podcast. Some people are visual. You should have some 
uh, an infographic or a video that's out there. Some people are learners by reading in the written word, so they're going to be fine with a long PDF. I think the challenge is looking across all those touch points and actually probably doing some testing, which is what we do. What is our open rate on emails? How many people are listening to um, something that's uh, that's a webinar or in this case a podcast? And so you're looking, is that dropping off? Is that staying current? Are we growing? And being able to adapt, I think it's about using a variety of touch points because we as humans do it in different ways. And then really looking at the numbers each month or each quarter, depending what your bandwidth is, to say, are we keeping on trend or not? And so I think today, um, when you talk about the frequency, here's, I, it's a great phrase. You know, I, I could hold up my phone if you see me. My life is on this thing. So even though, you know, our business and personal have melded, and so people are looking at their emails. They're looking, they're watching TV. If you still watch TV and they got their phone and they're looking something up, you know, second screen as we call it. So I think you want to cast a, a wide net. You'll know if you're doing too much. That's my two cents because your numbers will drop off. Well, we talk a lot about uh, it's an and, not an or. Uh, one of the things that I say often is marketing has fundamentally changed. You have to market to your ideal client and prospect in the media they prefer while they're there with organic content. Like if you just think about that, uh, if you do it right. So we love this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. He swears a lot, but he really is a heck of a marketer <laughs> guy. And he used to take videos on his flip phone and then he would take that flip phone video and turn it into like hundreds of pieces of content, he would do at blogs, he would do short social media posts, tweets, video, audio, all of that stuff. And so we really love the idea of, of an advisor or an expert showing up, doing it once, and then taking, you know, having it be kind of ubiquitous and everywhere and all over the, all of the time. Now, what, what is going on? You guys have some, uh, so you're presenting at a conference and I don't have the title up. I'm sorry. I closed the window. Full disclosure for everybody who's either watching or listening. Matt closes all of his windows when he was podcasting <laughs> from one for bandwidth and two, because I'm terrified a notification is going to go off in the middle of somebody saying something, but, but you're talking, you guys have done a bunch of research. You guys have all of this, um, this uh, like white, not white papers necessarily, but you have all of this information. Do you mind if we switch gears and talk a little bit about that? I love it. I love it. I thought we were going to keep with Gary. I think he was TikTok before TikTok, I think. He but was, um, totally. yeah, I love it. We've got an advisor uh, summit coming up. It's in Charlotte. It's uh, May 11th and 12th. It's the first one. It'll be back face to face in a couple of years. Um, lots of stuff, but you take this wherever, whatever question you want to go with. Well, so what I would like to know is... This is going to sound super corny, but why you guys? I mean, this is a kind of a crowded space, but there's like a philosophical difference. Like I sensed something and maybe I'll just poke you in the eye and say, okay, you just talked about the importance of a value prop. What is yours? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think um, you'll hear us talk a lot about the intelligent financial life. And really what that is, is this belief and um, this commitment that it's really a hyper-personalized, intentionally connected life today. Your daily finances and your future finances are not actually locked. You're not easily accessible. So actually, Bill Krager, our CEO, about a year ago talked about this is the vision of the future, this intelligent financial life. And that as a consumer, as an investor, um, as a financial, you know, my finances need, I need to find a way to connect my daily in the future life. 
So the investment um, is really a financial wellness ecosystem. We have solutions that that we offer, obviously, to to many advisors in this in this case. We have partners that also are part of our platform and part of that ecosystem. And so we believe that the future is about a really connected, intelligent financial life. It's going to change, right? It's different if you're 25, 35, 45, 55. But that's really a lot of what we're talking about. What is that ecosystem that you need as an advisor to deliver this intelligent financial life? At the end of the day, Matt, what I would say, and one of the things we're talking about this last past year is that the advisor in this case is a hero to that. They actually are making that intelligent financial life a reality for their clients and their future clients. We want to be that technology partner to help them enable that. Um, but that human connection might come through that advisor. And so we really see this as a symbiotic. The summit is a chance for us to talk about that and what are solutions you need and what's the future going to hold. But really at the core, it's about this intelligent financial life. All right. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, so I'm putting the horns on. So I hear this all the time, but Matt, my clients aren't there. I mean, and, and I'm being just wildly general there with there. What do you say about that? I think, and we just did some research, which we'll unveil at the advisor summit. I think when you look at the general population, they, they want to know this. They are looking about their daily expenses. They're probably doing it um, at a bank or on an app or some other way. And they're probably actually not talking to their advisor about that. The advisor they're going to, hey, I need long-term investment or, or investment, sorry, mixed up my name, or um, retirement or credit, et cetera. So what we're saying is technology now is moving so rapidly that there needs to be a way where the advisor can ask some of those questions, be involved, because it may impact the future. And so I think that's the key, that people are doing it today. They're just not doing it in one place. They're not. It, they're trying to stitch this together. So the what InvestNet is saying is, as we have this ecosystem, we have a variety of tools that can help you, whether it's at tax or retirement or saving. And so helping, again, the advisor to play a role and be in an intermediary in those, and you're not going to be involved in every conversation, but having a sense that you can really advise your clients knowing their daily and future is the holy grail. You know, there's this great program called Zapier or Zapier, depending on how you pronounce it. And basically what it does is it's like API integration between lots of different programs. So this one, it'll make it, this one talk to this one and this one talk to this one. And it's this really great kind of bridging software. You know, as you're saying that, I'm just thinking about just the apps I have on my phone, right? So I've got Mint, I've got my my personal bank, I've got my secondary bank, I've got seven investment accounts, I've got like four crypto accounts, all of these sorts of things. Here's the deal. There's no way my advisor knows what all of those things are and, and how, and if you could take a macro view, I mean... Uh, maybe I'm just like pie in the sky here, but if you could take a macro view of, of all of those things, I believe that they would be able to help me make way better financial decisions. Uh, what do you guys have anything on the horizon surrounding that? Well, good. Okay. You are spot on. And that's, um, that's the key. And so 
we have a next gen uh, portal and, and a way that that advisor could look at that and see some of that. When you talk about the APIs, that is when I mentioned those three accelerators, opening up the ecosystem, that is the key, right? How do we bring in APIs of other things so that um, it's accessible? And so what we've done on our platform is to look, how do we make that accessible to the advisor so that they can have those insights and those recommendations. And I think, you know, one thing, you also run a business, right? There's personal mat and then there's business mat. And so that's what we're looking at across this ecosystem of how do we use data and intelligence and insights and deliver it in an easy, an easy way to look at that for the advisor. So that is, um, we're unveiling our next gen portal and things that we're, we're doing that with clients that we're working with. And we've got new products and solutions that'll be coming out down the road in our different um, divisions as well. So we see this as a long-term having an ecosystem that really, no matter where you are in your life, you're gonna need different things. And I think people are craving this um, way to put it all together and to have these conversations. That's the tech part and the digital part. The advisor plays the human part, asking questions, advising. This is scary, right? Are your finances, your investment, your investing and things you're doing. So having that human connection we feel is still really vital to the equation. When I was younger and I'm probably way older than you are, uh, during, during, uh, afternoon television, you know, they had these public service announcements mm-hmm. in this, the star would go across. I said, the more, you know, right. Uh, which, which, as you were saying that I just saw <laughs> yes. this, this star going across this, the more, you know, but, but I quote this often too, cause I'm a total geek. Uh, when I was a kid, my favorite uh, cartoon was GI Joe. And at the end of the GI Joe show, they would do a public service announcement at the end, GI Joe would say, and knowing is half the battle, right? Uh, financial advisors, they feel like they're in the wild, wild west because they just don't know, right? They don't know all of these different pieces. And if you can create that ecosystem, which it sounds like you guys are well on your way, if not already offering those services, not a shameless plug, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, that seems to me to be, <laughs> talk about the next big wave of how advisors can really never remove that human component. Mary Ellen, you know, when I started consulting, uh, when I had left the firm that I was at, everybody was freaking out about robo-advisors. Math, they're going to replace us. They're going to replace us. They haven't been replaced, the advisors at all. In fact, advisors are still growing really, really well because they found a way to utilize those tools for, so that they can have the more you know or knowing is half the battle component. Now, if somebody, our industry's old, Mary Ellen, I'm sorry, I'm still really fixated on this. Like you go to a conference, it's a bunch of old, old guys, right? And these, most of these old, old guys are wildly resistant to what you're talking about. How are you whacking them over the head and making them realize that you don't flat out have a choice? It's not the 1990s anymore. My kids remind me that all the time. Oh, dad, you were born... You were born in the 1900s. Oh, God, oh, that sounds terrible. But it's not the 1900s anymore. What are you doing to proverbial slap these advisors around and make them realize you have to do this or you're going to get left behind? Yeah, and I think uh, two things. One, you know, this research I mentioned that we just um, did, that human connection shockingly came out over 50%. People still, they either get advice by their advisor or a family friend. So if you don't have an advisor, so that says the knowledge here as an advisor is so important. What's in your head, how you talk about it, how your subject matter expertise, but you have to be comfortable delivering it probably in a digital way. 
And so where I say that is, if you think I don't understand anything about social media or digital, engage um, a local marketer, engage an agency that can help you there. You know, certainly what we're doing, we're trying to provide uh, enough materials, whether it's practice management or, hey, this is how you describe this, or this is how you might want to pass this on to your clients. Um, and so that's important from InvestNet. As an advisor in your practice, you lean into what you're good at. You have the knowledge. Talk to people that actually understand the performance marketing and the distribution, right? We can record you to do your own podcast. You can be doing a soundbite on social media that says, here's a data point, you know, XYZ on tax. It's coming up tax day, right? XYZ on whatever. And so get comfortable with bringing in some experts to help you kind of peel back your mind a little bit and take out those nuggets. I think it's an art and a science. The science part tends to be that digital side and there are ways to get in front of your existing clients um, as well as new ones. And you can do that in your local market and uh, lots of different ways. And then there's also, but don't forget your subject matter expertise and don't be afraid of it. You're just, you're doing it differently. You're not meeting at a conference all the time, although that's important these days, you're going to have to do it in multiple touch points like we were just talking about. Shameless promotion. You can also hire us to do it for you too, uh, because we can actually have you you have that digital footprint. Okay. So my favorite question that I ask is a question that really is bred out of of humility, uh, which is, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Wow. We had a great conversation. I think what I I might say is, um, you know, where are we going next? And I think... um, yeah, one, one of the things um, we were just talking about, the Intelligent Financial Life, and we we launched a campaign last year, last September. And I have to tell you, I was, which is why I'm so encouraged about this idea and why I think it really resonates with Advisor. Um, we had 20x the traffic to our site. We had 70,000 people say, tell us more about this ecosystem. I'm engaged with that. And so what we found out was making the advisor the hero, and we always wanted to make the advisor the hero in servicing different generations and serving different um, people that needed to invest. We know that we've hit on something, and we've got some new stuff coming out uh, later in the summer that's going to continue to make the advisor the hero. And we hope that they can use that as an entree if anybody sees it out there, whether it's out of home or on the radio or et cetera. Um, it's really designed to make the advisor a hero. And so that's new stuff coming out from us. Well, I'm all about doing whatever we possibly can to support advisors being a hero. Uh, you know, the foundation of what we wanted to build here was so advisors stop being the best kept secret in their area. But most importantly, that we tried to do our best to elevate uh, the um the level of respect that we believe financial services professionals and insurance professionals should have in their community, uh, times really have changed. Uh, this is not a, a sales-based, you know, what can I do to get you in this car today uh, industry at all anymore. There's unbelievable people who provide life-changing advice. And whatever we can do uh, to help those people get that exposure is is why we get up in the morning. All right. I am sure, Mary Ellen, that there's going to be people who want to know more about this ecosystem and how to work with you. What is the best way for them to reach out? What can they do to find out more? Well, two things. I would love it. You can go to InvestNet and the Intelligent Financial Life if you want to just learn a little bit more about the company and the ecosystem and things we're talking about. And I always welcome people to grab me on LinkedIn or if you uh, do use Twitter or anything like that, Mary E. Dugan. Um, So happy to, you can uh, find me and um, 
uh, I love love this conversation and having the conversation uh, with anybody who wants to have it. And hopefully a whole bunch of people are going to see uh, you uh, because you're presenting, I think, on day two of the InvestNet conference that's coming up. And um, what a lineup. Goodness gracious. Yes, please yeah. come. Wow, that means- <laughs> We've got some great people. Uh, Danica Patrick is going to be, you know, the whole conference is going to be about innovation, uh, uh, innovate, connect, and disrupt. And so we've got speakers to really talk about those two, those topics and I think that resonates for everybody in their business. Um, as I said, Danica Patrick, it's down in Charlotte, so near NASCAR. So please, uh, anybody can join us. It is May 11th and 12th, and we'd love to have advisors come. I think there's um, over 50 sessions that you can learn about solutions, learn at our partners. There's lots of great people um, and sponsors that are going to be there. And so not just InvestNet, but people that we work with, it's all one one community and one ecosystem. So I'd love to have you there. Thank you very much for your brain. Thank you for your experience. Thanks for working on this. Thanks for motivating people to click on this stuff and find out a little bit more about this very, very important ecosystem. So Mary Ellen, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, everybody, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button. If you're watching this video, click the buttons below because that'll give you a whole bunch of super awesome stuff. And most importantly, if you want to understand how you can really truly become fully integrated in your client's life, we believe that podcasting is the most easy and intimate way to do that because people listen to podcasts in their quiet time. So if you want to be invited into when your clients exercise, when your clients and prospects are cooking dinner, driving to work, or getting ready in the morning. This is when they listen to podcasts and we would love to have the opportunity to be your podcasting solution. So with that, for InvestNet, all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.